Are you ready? You are about to enter the Power On Boost podcast, where we facilitate the awakening of your personal power by providing powerful content that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you realize you are enough. Come join your host, Adrian Wesley, and let him show you how you can turn your power on and be alive to thrive. Hello, this is Adrian Wesley. I'm the co-founder of the Power On Movement. The Power On Movement is facilitating the awakening of personal power worldwide. We are a global movement, and we have clients all over the world, from Korea to Asia to the U.S. to England to Australia to Canada. The only place we need some representation is in Antarctica and in the Arctic. So let's put that out there and invite those people. Woo! Here we go. I got a smorgasbord of information for you guys today. Uh, I thought I wasn't going to have much to talk to you guys about because I was blocked. And then last night I did a meditation and it was like kaboom. So I got a lot of a lot of good stuff for you guys today. And always, as we start with some disclaimers, think for yourself. Always, always think for yourself. And uh, don't idolize me. Don't idolize anybody. We do a mindset challenge on the Power On Boost for any of you that are new. And this mindset challenge is because your mind is always listening to you. Your mind is taking orders from you. And your mind is creating what you tell it. So you want to be very careful about what you're thinking and what you're telling your mind because it's going to create it. And I always tell tell you this to you, but for those of you that are new, If you type into a keyboard, those keys create code, which tell the computer what to create. Your thoughts are doing the exact same thing. So we do a mindset challenge to reprogram your mind. Your subconscious mind is 5%. Your subconscious is 95%. Within your subconscious is your beliefs. A belief is a thought thought habitually. So if we get you to say the same thing over and over every day, it dumps down into your subconscious and becomes a belief. So the mindset challenge that we're all saying right now is I always reach for the best feeling thoughts. So our mindset challenge for another week is I always reach for the best feeling thoughts. I always reach for the best feeling thoughts. The other ones we've done, my favorites is everything is always working out for me. Another one is good things are happening for me. I am enough. I am perfectly healthy. I am powerful. So again, I always reach for the best feeling thoughts. Just keep saying it every day. I would like to introduce you guys to my new Thai plants. I haven't given them names yet, but it was a big day yesterday. My next door neighbor, Mike, who is also an online marketer, took me to, uh, I think it was super cheap. It's super cheap warehouse. It was the big one. Holy fuck. Imagine a Costco with no real signs and full of product, and you have no fucking idea where it is. It was awesome. You just sort of got to go start walking around. Even if you spoke red tie, there were no, it was anyway, it was funny. It was just hilarious. But something happened outside uh, before I get onto the story about the old guy. I want to proclaim something that these plants are going to explode because of how much I love them and because of how I water them and take care of them. 
So now that I've proclaimed that to you, you guys are going to watch them grow every Monday on the Power On Boost. Gets me excited. Maybe doesn't get you excited, but it gets me fucking excited. I like watching plants grow. Woo! And before I get to the story about the old man in the parking lot, one thing I wanted to tell you guys is that I am 100% committed to bringing you the best I have every Monday. It was reflecting yesterday. Since my 45th birthday, it's caused me to do a lot of reflecting. And I was reflecting about how important this nonprofit is to me and how important it is for me to come out here and, and give you as much as I can to try and help you on your journeys. And I love the fact that there's no money being exchanged and that it's a part of my life that's volunteers. So you guys all have my fucking commitment to bring my A game every Monday and to do whatever I can to help you on your journeys. So the first story that I wanted to talk to you about was uh, Mike and I went to this super cheap and we parked in a normal parking spot like normal fucking parking people. (laughs) And we come out and we're boxed in. There's some truck that parked behind the truck in front of him. So he boxed this driver of the truck, boxed in the person in front of him and four other vehicles. We couldn't get out. So we're all just sitting there. Old dude comes out, I don't know, maybe 70, 75, I don't fucking know. Dude, the lady beside us was smiling at him. Mike, the guy with me, was smiling at him. Where I didn't smile at him. I didn't look at him mad. But inside, I'm like, what the fuck? And what struck me is how different the cultures are. Back home... I probably would have torn a strip out of it, or I wouldn't have torn a strip out of an old guy, but I, was, I, would have been, I would have said something like, mate, what are you doing? We can't get out. How ignorant are you? You fucking just park and box in five other people? What blew me away is how Mike and how this other lady reacted. They just smiled. Everybody just smiled at each other. Okay, old guy, have a good day. Thanks for fucking making us sit here for 20 minutes waiting for you. But I'm glad you got your groceries. And the other lady wasn't mad either. It was a mind-blowing experience for me because I am German. And when people do, when you're, I don't know what I mean by when I say I'm German. I mean, the German can be feisty. If you fuck with us, we can tear a strip off of you. And I've met other Germans. It's just like some fire. It's not a good thing. But back home, if that was a younger person, I would have torn a strip off. and like, what are you doing? That's ignorance. You can't ignore other people. Anyway, it just blew me away, and it made me realize that so many people in North America and so many people in England in the developed world are getting fucking uptight over stupid shit. There's a reason this is the land of the smiles. It's so fucking awesome to see people be more chill about stuff, and it was so fun to see everybody just smile at this guy and say, yeah, you're an old fucking fart. You weren't thinking about anybody but getting your groceries. I love you. Have a great day. So don't sweat the fucking small shit, everybody. And do your best never to get angry because it's not worth it. What would be the point of me taking on anger at that guy? But that's how I used to live years and years ago. So anyway, that's my parking story. This has been a, this culture has been a real eye opener. The silver fox is coming, Mama Joe. Fuck for sure. Funny story is, as you guys know, I was dyeing my beard for a while with henna dye. And and then it started turning red. And I'm not a ginger, so it fucking drove me crazy. So I'm like, I'm just going to go back to gray. I've told you guys this story. But this right here is the henna dye that's growing out. Well, it just so happens that I move into a studio that has a painting on the wall. It's old as fuck, and I got to paint the wall behind me. 
But I move into a studio that has a sunshine on the back that matches the color of my beard. This fucking flow state. Woo! Now, I got to try and read my writing because it's, it's a chicken scratch. Leaving your comfort zone. So I have this whole goal live is just a bunch of different messages to you. Getting out of your comfort zone. I think I've talked to you guys about this before. Growth feels uncomfortable. It always will, even if it feels good. And moving to Thailand. This is the first time in my life that I've moved somewhere and I was happy where I was. So when I moved to Grand Cayman, I was miserable in Calgary. And when I moved to Spain, Marbella, I was miserable. This is the first time I've moved somewhere and I haven't been unhappy where I was. I love Vancouver. If you guys saw my little $1,000 studio with a million-dollar view, who would want to fucking leave that? But something was calling at me. Something's been calling at me. Grow. Go and learn a new culture. I'm doing my Thai education visa. I'm going to be going to Thai school twice a week. I'm going to learn to read, write, and speak Thai. I'm learning a new culture. I'm learning new people. I'm learning not to get mad at the fucking old guy that parked like an asshole in the parking lot. It's totally changing who I am. But you better believe I miss home. You better believe I miss my family. You better believe my dad is 79. He lives in Victoria. I'm not going to see him as much. But my message to you is, if you want to grow, sometimes you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And most people in North America are comfortably uncomfortable. I've talked about this before. But if you're comfortably uncomfortable, you're creating spiritual suicide because your spirit and your higher self wants to grow and needs to grow. Just like those plants behind me, every single thing on this planet has been designed to grow. And this is, in my opinion, why so many humans in the developed world are suffering because they're in jobs they don't like, they're creating spiritual suicide, and they're not growing. And then you feel stuck. So my message to you with this short story is sometimes you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone to grow. And that's why I'm in Thailand. I'm not here because I was running from something. My life in Vancouver is incredible. And I'm keeping my apartment and I can go back there for four weeks, six weeks every year. But this is what I need to do to, to let my unique flower bloom. So my message to you is push yourself, guys. Push yourself out of your comfort zone and start trying new things. Faith. It's almost impossible to do anything without faith. I didn't have faith before. I didn't have faith in myself and my own abilities. And a lot of you are suffering right now because you don't believe in yourself and don't have faith in your own ability. I discovered that when I first started this reprogramming journey two and a half years ago. I was walking down the street and I was like, fuck, a big reason why I've been anxious is because I don't trust myself. I don't feel safe with myself. So that's why you need to come home to yourself and learn to have faith in yourself. Now, my faith, someone's faith may be a God, Muhammad, Jesus, whatever the faith is. It may be a different religion. My faith is that we live in like a quantum field, that we're energy. My faith is that the law of attraction will always, I will, I'm a magnet and I will always draw back to me what I vibrate. So that's my faith. I encourage you all to develop faith in yourself and faith in some sort of way of making sense of your world. Because if you're going out there to be an entrepreneur and you're starting to sell the Kangen water system and you're at home by yourself and there's nobody sitting beside you 
and you're not at a big event anymore with all the rah, rah, rah and excitement and you're in your dark room in your fucking room and you've got to convince people to buy a water system and everybody you talk to tells you no, 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 no. And then you finally find one person that says, yes, you have to have faith. If you don't have faith in yourself, if you don't have faith in some sort of universal system, it's going to be very difficult. So find your faith. Here's another thing. Monday morning, I told you guys this. I'm starting a retreat out here, and I'm telling you this stuff not to promote myself, but I have to be able to tell you about what I'm doing with my business so that we can all learn from it. But I'm doing a retreat out here in April, and it's at the resort next to mine probably. And on Monday morning, I woke up, and I don't know why, having an off hour. And honestly, the thoughts went through my head right away when I woke up. You can't do this retreat. There is no way that you're going to be off for value to 50 people. I was just like, fuck, I can't do this. But I didn't listen to it, and I talked myself out of it. I switched it to the powerful positive opposite. So what's my message to you? Is that when you're creating something new like a business, you're going to have off days. My message to you is do not listen to that fucking voice on the off days. Just take a nap, meditate, or wait till you get to bed at the end of the night. Do not listen to the Debbie Downer negative Nancy voice on your off days. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Don't give it playtime. You're trying to wrestle those thoughts to the ground and they never submit. You'll never win. So my message for you is on the down days, do not listen to Debbie Downer and negative Nancy. Just send them love and tell them to shut the fuck up. You don't want to tell them to shut the fuck up, but you do sometimes need to get assertive. Put that shit down on the bad down days where you're not feeling yourself. Don't think big picture with your business. Just take small steps to get through the day. Keep doing the things you need to do. And remember that at the end of the day, you'll go to sleep and you'll wake up in the morning in a new energy. Woo! The other thing I wanted to talk to you about is I went to Fifi Island recently with uh, Brody Nitro. He's an online marketer, fucking hell of an individual. So Brody, uh, Brody came to Thailand. He reached out to me. I went and met up with him. We went to Fifi Island. We went snorkeling. We did all of this shit. But in the morning, in the morning, I was having tea. And here's my story. So since I've moved to Thailand, I've been eating two meals a day, intermittent fasting, only eating within a six-hour eating window. And my meals have comprised of completely Thai food. So jasmine rice, some morning glory and some kale, and some chicken or fish. Not a lot of extra fat and no sugar added extra. I'm getting carbs from my rice. So when I went to meet Brody, it was the morning. I was feeling flat. I was depleted from glucose. Now, my choice was not the best choice, but I did choose to have a little bit of sugar in my tea. Now, it's because I knew, it's because I know what sugar is. It's like a drug. And I knew I needed a bit of a pick-me-up. So that's why I had a quarter of a pack. But Brody watched me and he's like, fuck, you're having sugar. And then it made me realize I need to explain this to you guys because I come out here and I'm like, fucking run from sugar. Don't go anywhere near sugar. And guess what? The reason I do that, the reason I don't come out and say to you guys, it's okay to have a little bit of sugar every once in a while because that's what an overweight people do and that's the excuses they make all the fucking time. And that's what a diabetic makes. I know diabetics right now, type 2 diabetics that are still eating fucking chocolate and candies. Fuck, I, I, can't, I can't process that. So that's when I come out to do these go lives and I say you need to run away from that stuff. 
If you are overweight and obese, and if you're diabetic, and if you have a heart condition, or if you have mental problems, you do need to run, and you can't have it. But if you are a normal, healthy, functioning person, the reality is I have dessert every once in a while. So I wanted to communicate this to you so that I wasn't portraying that I'm this amazing, clean being, and I never eat anything bad. That's not realistic either. But if, it's, if your health is compromised, it better become realistic. And have I spent times in my life competing for men's physique in different times when I've gone ketogenic or fasting where I haven't had sugar? 100%. Now, the second part to my story is that I wasn't having sugar in Vancouver, and I've started having it a, a little bit more here in my tea, and I've had coffee too, and that's another story. I'm not having it anymore. Sugar is fucked. I had it last night. I had like a, a, a banana shake thing with some coconut milk and it was sweet and I felt off in my sleep. Sugar is not good stuff. It needs to be used in very, very unique circumstances. Since I also came here, I started having coffee because when I'm jet lagged and I go away, I have coffee. Well, yesterday I realized I'm done. I'm going back to my green tea and that's what my green tea is here. Coffee is a fucking drug. It's a powerful drug. Mike and I went to the, the store the other day and I had a coffee. I was wired as if I'd had a mild dose of cocaine. And I don't normally have coffee, so I'm feeling it more than you guys would if you drink it all the time. If you're anxious and you're stressed, run from stimulants. Run from sugar. Trust me. But if you're a healthy, normal, balanced person, have a fucking slice of dessert every once in a while. One life, one chance. But the problem is, as I said, too many overweight people, too many people that if you're overweight and you're carrying extra weight, you're stressing your body out. This is not just something that's, oh, it's okay. It's been accepted. No, it's not okay. You've got to take it seriously. You've got to get rid of the weight. And you won't be able to do that if you're having desserts here and there. And the problem is you do need to go totally off it when you want to lose weight. But here's what happens. Your body creates a set point. So I'm 218 pounds right now. If I stay at that weight for a few months, I don't know how many months it is, it'll create a new set point. But if I get my weight down to 200 and I stay there for a few months, it'll create a new set point. So that's what you guys need to do. And that's what you need to keep in mind when you're creating new habits and new eating styles Everything creates a new set point. You just have to keep doing it for a while. So that's my story. That's my message about sugar. Yes, I sometimes have sugar. Have I learned that it does not serve me and it only sewers me and makes me feel like shit? Yes. Do I still keep having it sometimes? Yes. I'm not going to stand up and show you my abs, but I'm fucking very low body fat. I'm fucking shredded. I can afford it. But if you're overweight and obese, you can't. You have to get off it. You have to get off it and create a new set point. And then once you've created the new set point for your weight, you can start to add in some more treats. I hope that makes sense. So if you are overweight and obese right now and you need to lose that weight, you need to cut sugar out fucking completely in my opinion. But you can start adding it back in when you're at your ideal healthy weight for a treat here and there. But you better recognize that sugar is a drug. It lights up the brain, the whole area of the brain. Cocaine and heroin light up two areas of the brain. Sugar is nasty, nasty, powerful shit. Coffee is a drug. Be aware of this. They are drugs. So my message to you is when I was taking the tea, 
and the sugar with Brody, I knew that they were drugs. I knew what I was doing. And I think that's part of the problem is most people don't understand what they're taking because it's legal. But I see all these people lining up at Tim Hortons for their sugar donuts and the double-double coffee with sugar. No different than the heroin addict on the street, other than the fact that the people lining up from the coffee and the sugar donuts are functioning in society, but they're still addicted to drugs and they still need drugs to function. We all need to start accepting that that's what's happened, in my opinion. Woo! Got to add in one of those. I fucking love talking to you guys, by the way. I love you. I love this group. I love coming out here and sharing this stuff with you. It's the best part of my life. So I call them the master life skills. And what you need to do is you need to learn the master life skills to thrive. These are all the things that weren't taught in school. And the most important one, the number one on my list behind breathing is, I've talked to you guys about this, is the quality of the conversation you're having with yourself. Hear me loud and clear. Your life will never change until you learn to change how you speak to yourself. I've said this on Go Lives before, and and I've heard people talking about it on their own posts. None of you would speak to yourself the way you would speak to somebody else. None of you would speak to yourself if you spoke to a little kid. So I want you to imagine that the way you're thinking and speaking to yourself is a little kid. It is you. And I've said this before. I highly recommend you get a picture of yourself as a child and keep it in your back pocket. And when you start fucking sewering yourself with hard, shitty thoughts about yourself, you take out that picture and you realize that you are speaking mean to that little kid. You don't deserve it. You need to learn the master life skill, which is changing your thoughts and changing the conversation you're having with yourself. The quality of your life is always going to be based on the conversation you're having with yourself. You have to live in the now. You have to be aware of what you're thinking and you have to start actively changing that conversation. Life becomes amazing. Everything in the fucking room that is around you right now started with a thought. Everything in the room around you started with a thought. And I can't remember how many thousand thoughts we have in a day. If it's 60,000, 80,000, I can't remember the number. If someone does know, please type it into the comments. But if you're having 80,000 thoughts a day and 40,000 of them are shitty and negative, don't fucking be surprised when shitty negative things show up in your room because that's what's happening here. The other message I have for you, got a whole bunch of them today. Create the real you. You have to create the real you. You will never thrive, in my opinion, unless you let your unique flower bloom. Almost everybody, 80% of people hate their jobs in North America. 80%. That is powerful. 80% of people, no wonder antidepressant prescription rates are through the roof. No wonder anxiety is through the roof. No wonder people are going to use food as a drug. No wonder people are depressed. No wonder our teenagers are committing suicide. Because people are not inspired with their lives. Because they're not being the real them. You have to be the real you. Let your unique flower bloom. And if you don't know the real you, then get out there and start trying things. Start experimenting. Play. Try different things. I went to choir. I sang in a choir. It didn't last too long because they started doing like fucking choreography. So I was singing in a choir, the big bald-headed bearded beast in the background in Vancouver, which was dope. But then they started doing fucking choreography and we were supposed to dance. And I'm like, okay, this is fucking too much for me. 
not making fun of it, but it was too much for me. But I tried it. Guess what? Now I sing at home. I, I do karaoke on my laptop. I'm practicing. It's one of my passions. I do go lives with you guys. I just tried this. It worked out. And now it's fucking going to be a part of my life forever. You won't know what your passions are until you give yourself permission to have some fun and start playing and doing things. Create the real you, everybody. You have one life and you have one chance, and this is not a dress rehearsal, and you are going to regret it when you are old. If you are lucky enough to be 80, I can fucking guarantee you, you're going to regret the fact that you did not create the real you. How do you create the real you? Well, part of it is you've got to downsize and minimize because a lot of people are saying, I can't create the real me because it means I won't earn as much money as I'm making. Well, fuck me. Money is not everything. Do not live your whole life based on having this huge bank account. Get out there and create your dream. Sell the fucking car. Move into a smaller house. Move into an apartment. Sell the toys. Minimize your expenses. Become a minimalist. Live off very little. I came here with a suitcase. I have everything I need. I have my laptop. I got some two fucking Thai plants behind me. I've got some old painting. I've got shitty paint on the wall. I, you should see my furniture. I don't give a fuck. It's amazing. It works. It's great. And guess what? It's simple, and it doesn't cost me stress every month. My rent is $800. But guess what? Here's the other thing that happens. When I moved to Grand Cayman, I found a waterfront property just like this. When I moved to Thailand, I'm living right on the beach. I created my perfect day for $800. Trust me, guys. Once you start doing what everybody else is doing and start walking your own path, you're going to see that there is magic out there for cheap. But is it a fancy place? No. If I need the new tiles and the new furniture like some of you do to feel good about myself, this ain't going to work for you. And if you need all of that stuff, it's sometimes going to be very hard to create who you truly are. I had to spend three to four years working at the Body Energy Club selling vitamins and protein so that I could heal from PTSD and so that I could be here today with you. I sacrificed almost four years of my life making $15 an hour at a supplement store at 38 to 42. Do you process that? I lived off $2,000 a month. That means no vacations. That means no fancy cars. That means no fancy dinners. But guess what? I discovered how to create happiness for free. So if all of you are sitting there going, I want to create the real me, but I can't because I fucking, my life costs too much. Sell all the shit. Don't let any material object hold you back from creating the real you. Create a simple life. Minimize your expenses, find a way to create a part-time job, find a way to create a little bit of money coming in, and go out there and chase your dreams and start earning money as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Here's another thing. When you're listening to people, I told you I'm all over the place today, but that's kind of how my brain works sometimes. I was listening to Abraham Hicks the other day. Now, Abraham Hicks isn't really into subconscious reprogramming. She has some other ideas. I don't agree with her. But here's my message to you. You don't have to agree with everything a mentor says, but take in what they say, listen to it. So my message to you is do not drink everybody's full Kool-Aid. Don't just listen to somebody that everybody else idolizes and listen to what they say and go and do it, and me included. And that's why I say that at the beginning of the go live, because what I tell you may not be right for you. 
So do not listen to what everybody says that you listen to. Decide for yourself. But I have some projects on the go right now, a hypnosis audio. I've got to create one-minute videos to start marketing things. I've never done one-minute videos, so that's a new skill. I've got to learn how to use GarageBand. I paid a guy named Bryson this morning to give me a tutorial on GarageBand. And I know it's easy, but I also wanted to learn how to do it perfect. I'm creating a membership site. I'm going to be creating Adrian Wesley's group on Facebook. I got a lot of shit on the go, and I found myself getting overwhelmed. So my message to you is break it down into chunks. So what I had to do is my head was going, and at the same time, I've got a full client load. And if anybody knows what I do, shit, man, I hear the deepest, heaviest shit every day. It ain't just like crunching a couple numbers. I get on a go live with someone and someone's telling me the deepest fucking pain and the stories I hear. Woo. Amazing. But it takes a lot of energy. So what I, what I'm telling you today is that if you guys have this big dream and you have this thing that you're creating, create it in chunks. So I gave myself a three week chunk and I said, I'm going to learn how to use GarageBand with Bryson. I'm going to record my first hypnosis audio. I'm going to record the other audio that's going with it. I'm going to create my first minute video and then I'm going to start working on my podcast and the second hypnosis audio for the next two week, three week chunk after that. Break your projects down into chunks, everybody. It makes it more manageable. Don't get overwhelmed. Have success on two or three tasks for two or three weeks. Hit them out of the fucking park. Hit your goals. It's really important that it's maybe one or two things. Get some confidence. Keep yourself moving forward step by step. The theory of gradualism is something that you guys should look into. The theory of gradualism, gradualism is if that if you make small changes every day, it leads up to a big bell curve change over time. I think it was Earl Nightingale that said, if you listened, if you studied a subject for an hour a day for, I think it was two years, may have been five years. I think it was two years. If you studied a certain topic for an hour every day for two years, you would become a world expert on it. That's what happens when you just do little bits every day and keep going. The other thing I wanted to tell you about, two things, two stories to finish off. Ah, shit. Anyway, we're going to go a little longer today. I got too much to tell you. You have to know your strengths and weaknesses. I've created a life based around my strengths and weaknesses. I identified that I want to help people. I need to be working with people. I've also identified I can't sell. I don't like sales. I always fucking pummel in direct sales jobs, so I can't do sales. I also know because of my former generalized anxiety and PTSD, I can't manage employees. I just can't. I'm a one-man show. I'll have business partners and work on projects, but I will never have employees because fuck, whoo, too much stress. I live a simple life. When I'm done with my clients today, I've got the whole afternoon off. I've got my, my schedule so that I see clients at 5 to 7, 7 to 9, 9 to 11. And then I spend the rest of my day um, meditating, quiet, walking down the beach, doing yoga, doing tai chi, going to the gym, visualizing, creating. But I've had to create a simple life because I used to have PTSD and generalized anxiety. So that's two message, two-pronged message. If you have generalized anxiety and PTSD, if you want to get rid of it and you want to cure it and you want to relieve it, you're going to have to simplify your life. It will not happen if you stay super busy. It won't, in my opinion. 
You need to create a life where you're calm and peaceful and there's not stimulation coming from everywhere. So I encourage you all to find out what your strengths and your weaknesses are and create a life that amplifies your strengths and works with you on your weaknesses. Super, super powerful, super, super important. You have to know who you are and you have to create a life that fits who you are. I was feeling off yesterday. I had a, a session with a client. Uh, we had some negative. I don't know what it was, but I took on something and I was, I felt this angry energy and I do deep subconscious work and there's sometimes entities and attachments. I know it sounds kind of fucking weird, but all sorts of crazy shit goes on. And I sometimes, these little fuckers get inside of me and I can feel it after my session and I'm working on not taking it on. But what did I do yesterday? I came home, I played Ong Namo and I'm going to post this song for you guys. I've already posted it before, but I'm going to post it again. And it speaks to my soul. It brings me back into alignment. So use music, find a song to bring yourself back into alignment. I also did my Tai Chi and yoga combination routine. I'm learning Tai Chi every Tuesday. I'm learning Tai to speak Tai and I'm learning Tai Chi. I'm fucking growing. It's incredible. I'm singing. I'm learning how to do hypnosis audios. I'm fucking growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. So, but you're the one that's deciding whether you're growing or dying. So my message to you is, is that there are things you can do to change your energy. I want to finish off with three tools. I'm going to start finishing off my power on boosts with tools. So the first tool, this is a feeling universe, everybody. Your emotion creates the loudest vibration off to the universe, and your vibration has a frequency, and you're a magnet, and you are magnetizing back to you everything that's in your frequency, manifesting 101 little snippet for you. If you have a negative emotion, I've talked about this before, but you guys, I'm really encouraging you to get really good at this. This is super, super, super fucking powerful. If your emotion is creating, is the most powerful manifesting tool you have, doesn't it make sense that you learn how to also control your emotion? So if you're having a negative emotion, ask yourself, what's the thought behind the negative emotion? Once you discover what the thought is that's creating the negative emotion, change the thought to something that serves you that's the truth, and the negative emotion goes away. That is powerful. If you are having a negative emotion, if you feel sad or anxious, ask yourself what's making you feel sad or anxious. Find out the thought, change the thought, and the negative sad emotion goes away. Boom. If you don't take action with that, fuck, you're choosing to suffer. Number two, Adrian's Bridge. This is a breathing exercise I created. It's, it's fire breathing through your mouth, and then it's the other breath through the nose. Here's how it goes. You do about 10 to 20 of those, and then you follow by taking a deep breath in through your nose. Filling up your belly and your chest, you hold it in, and then you slowly release through your nose. So here's how it looks. I encourage you all to try that. It brings your physiology down. What I did right there stops my body from producing cortisol and adrenaline at the same rate. It changes your physiology. 
it takes you straight to the place of no thought. So I do this with my clients and my clients use this breathing exercise and then we sit there for a couple seconds and they're like, holy fuck, I wasn't thinking. This is calm and peaceful. That's a teaser. That's what being in the place of no thought is when you meditate. The reason you get to the place of no thought is because your thoughts, a lot of you right now, your thoughts aren't working for you. So they are the resistance. And the thoughts that you're having are causing resistance, which are stopping and blocking what you want to flow to you. So when you meditate and you go to the place of no thought, you stop those resistant thoughts, which means you turn on the tap of flow to you. Master skill, num- life skill number three is learning to, to go to the place of no thought, let go of thoughts. And I highly let you, I highly suggest you try Adrian's Bridge. And you do it before you meditate. You do Adrian's Bridge before you meditate. You exhale and then you start focusing on breathing in and out. Going into trance is about focus. So focus on your breathing in and out. The third tip I have for you and then I'm going to end off is bed stretches. It's dope. A lot of you aren't stretching every day. A lot of you are not stretching and you need to stretch. Start doing stretches in bed. I roll over on my side as soon as I get up and I put my arm up like this, lying on my side. And then I take my leg across. Anyway, there's tons of different stretches you can do in bed. It's super awesome, powerful place to do it. And there's no excuses doing stretches in bed because you don't have to get out of bed. You're sitting there anyway, watching the laptop or doing whatever. So start stretching in bed. Love you guys lots. It's been a little bit of a longer power on boost, but I was super excited to come out. And it's funny because last night I was like, fuck, in the afternoon, I was like, I don't know if I have anything to talk to these guys about. Now I've gone on more than I've gone on probably in a while. You guys are all powerful. There is some absolutely incredible, unique gifts inside of you. And I'm encouraging you, please, for our future generations to let your unique flower bloom and to create the real you, because this planet will continue to suffer until you love yourself, until you turn your power on, and until you thrive. The planet won't thrive until you fucking thrive. You need to be the change you wish to see in the world. Stop complaining, stop protesting, stop being angry, come home to yourself, forgive yourself, forgive others, learn how to love yourself, start eating healthy foods, get to bed at night. Love people, serve others, give, stop focusing on money. You can do this. Don't let fear stop you. And remember, on the down days, don't listen to Debbie Downer and Negative Nancy and any other fucker that comes into your head to try and sewer you because they're just shitty, faulty beliefs. But you are bigger than them. You are bigger than your thoughts. You are an energy being. You are unlimited power. There is no beginning and no end. So enjoy this creation. You're in a video game. You're an avatar and you control the fucking joystick. I'm going to have the best day of my life. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to have the best day of my life. Love you guys. Power on. Go turn your power on. Go do something that makes you feel good. If you haven't done anything this morning, get down and do some fucking push-ups. Stop making excuses. One life, one chance. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. 6,300 people died last hour. 6,300 people died the hour before. 6,300 people die every hour around the world. This is not a joke. Stop wasting your life. Love you guys. Go do it. I want to see your unique flowers bloom. Show me. Show me once you've let them bloom. I want to see all these flowers bloom.
Love you guys. You just finished another episode of the Power On Boost podcast with your host, Adrian Wesley. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next time. Power on!